And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Big Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, where we're Lamb, Lion, Ministry, and we thank you for being part of today's program that we have titled Ancient Hatred as we look at Ezekiel chapter 35. So we ask that you stay tuned, get your Bibles ready as we have a great program prepared for you today. And those of you listening to us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family, whether you're on Facebook or Pray.com or any other outlet. Uh, again, share that so others can follow along. But before continuing, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, again, we thank you so much that we could come before your throne and study your word. Uh, Lord, your word gives us life. And Lord, we want to have life. And all those tuned in, Lord, want to know you well. So Lord, we pray that you'll just bless our time today. In your wonderful name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And again, you're tuned in to the Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. The title for our message again is Ancient Hatred as we look at Ezekiel chapter 35. So stay tuned. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, another wonderful week. Hey, brother. Good to be back on the radio with you. I thank you for all of you tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free. Vic and I are excited to be Moving into the latter chapters of Ezekiel, we're getting closer to the, the more prophetic ones, the ones that everybody's been waiting for us to get to. So, uh, But I still think we're laying the foundation here, right, Vic, to, to get to the prophetic chapters? Nathan, we're definitely getting there, and we have some individuals that have been following our program now for months, and they're excited, and, and uh, it is going to be uh, exciting as we get into the uh, next chapters. Uh, but uh, so far, it's been an amazing study. And Nathan, in case someone is new, maybe they are wanting to track our following programs. How might they be able to do so? Well, we're so glad you could join us on The Truth Will Set You Free. It's the podcast outreach of Lamb and Lion Ministries. Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Most folks know us from our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which started with by Dr. David Reagan and has been airing since 2002. Now, uh, since Dr. Reagan moved to emeritus status, uh, Tim Moore, our new director, and myself are, are now the hosts. And uh, we also have many different ways that you can connect to this ministry. We want to teach you about Jesus Christ, as soon return, and get you excited about it like we're excited. You can find that on our website at ChristinProphecy.org. There's a wealth of information there. Uh, you can download our magazines, read articles, watch videos. We have short and long-form videos. Join our social media, uh, get a newsletter every other week about the prophetic information. We keep track of news from a prophetic view on our website. You can also download our Lamb Lion app on all the major platforms. And that's uh, probably the two best ways to connect to us. Of course, if you're connecting to us through uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Pray.com, we welcome you. Oh, thank you so much, Nathan. Not only that, Nate, but there's also opportunities for people to be able to go, go to Israel, and there might even be some opening career opportunities in the ministry, right, Nate? Well, yeah. Uh, well, we've had quite a transition this year. Uh, I've lost my own assistant. My associate, Stephen Stuffelbean, has moved on to focus on video. He's been a huge part of our 
ministry here and the web ministry, which I am the internet evangelist. And so uh, I'll miss him and I wish him well. So we're looking for a digital marketing uh, specialist, a social media specialist to take his place. And we're also looking for another video editor to come in and help work on the television program. And thirdly, we're looking for a facilities director. Our facilities director is retiring after 30 years. And this person will, of course, uh, be in charge of facilities, <laughs> uh, taking care of all the grounds and fixing things. You know, we're looking for somebody who's like a you know, a master carpenter, someone who really knows what they're doing. So if folks, if, if any of these three jobs interest you, go to our website at christinprophecy.org. Under About, click Careers, and there's more details and information how to submit your resume. And Nathan, wonderful opportunities. The ministry here is growing. Uh, uh, just uh, the gospel is reaching uh, thousands upon thousands of people. And everyone who's part of the ministry plays a big role, like you said, whether it's from the grounds up, in a sense. <laughs> so every, everyone, everyone plays a part. <laughs> yes, it's all working for the kingdom to to bring the gospel out. We all have different roles, but together we have one cohesive ministry and Vic as an assistant evangelist and Vic folks is our Spanish speaking evangelist. So if you have events and you're trying to reach a Spanish speaking audience, uh, Vic, you're available to, for speaking engagements, right? Yeah, Nathan, it's always a lot of fun to be able to come out and share at different venues, whether it's at a church or a conference or a small event. Uh, I definitely make myself available to do that in Spanish or in English. And we also offer a wonderful uh, Bible prophecy course that will use some of the materials here at Lamb Lion Ministries. Uh, and I translate that into Spanish as I share. So, yeah, if any uh, if anyone out there has that need in Spanish, reach out to our ministry. We would love to be able to come out uh, and bless you. And also, uh, we have some resources in Spanish, right? Nathan with Donald Damas. Uh, uh, he also has some wonderful resources for people who want to reach the Spanish community. Yeah, his website is in defense of la Fe, which is in defense of the faith, as, as I understand it. And he takes a lot of our materials uh, on our website at christandprophecy.org, translates them into Spanish and reaches out through the Spanish-speaking world that way too. So yeah, we also have quite a number of books. A few of Dr. Reagan's books are also in Spanish as well, including our children's books. So yeah, I'm really hoping, Vic, that our Spanish outreach will continue to grow and flourish and get the gospel into Latin America, South America, Europe, where the whole world of Spanish speak. I mean, my goodness, there's hundreds of millions of you guys, and we're missing out as long as we're speaking English. So uh, God bless you, brother, for reaching out in Spanish. Oh, praise the Lord, Nathan. It's a lot of fun to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ with people. And uh, speaking of good news, Nathan, that's what you and I have been sharing through the book of Ezekiel. Uh, good news for believers, bad news for those that are against Israel. And uh, we notice in the book of Ezekiel how the prophet Ezekiel, as a watchman on the wall, is uh, uh, proclaiming uh, the importance of returning to God and obeying God, but also the judgment against those nations that come against God. And we are going to be venturing into chapter 35, and you and I have covered some of the judgments of the nations in the past. And today we're sort of going to uh, look at, revisit some of these again as we look at chapter 35. But Nathan, maybe someone has not been following some of our, our recent uh, programs. Might you be able to give them a little bit of a glimpse uh, as to where we are in Ezekiel chapter uh, 35? Okay, well, this is the last of the historical chapters. Once we get next chapter 36, we actually get to the prophetic future chapters. But we're about 2,600 years ago, and the prophet Ezekiel and Jeremiah, the last two prophets, where Israel 
uh, or the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, self-ruled. Uh, the northern ten tribes of Israel were taken into captivity by Assyria in 722 B.C., and now we have the nation of Judah, which has had its cities captured. There's only one city remaining, and that's Jerusalem. So now 586 B.C., Nebuchadnezzar is coming against them and is destroying them and taking their people and, and sending them off to Babylon, which uh, today would be present-day Iraq. And what happened was is that the, the people continued to be evil. They continued to rebel against God. They, they're supposed to be a light shining to the nations and show God's love. And instead, they became as evil and as corrupt as the nations around them. So God promised through Moses hundreds of years earlier, if you do this, if you continue to rebel against me, I will send you into captivity. Well, we know from history, that's exactly what the Lord did. Nebuchadnezzar came, destroyed Jerusalem, took the captives out, sent them up to Babylon. And for 70 years, the Jewish people were in captivity in Babylon. And a small remnant will come back. And they resettled Israel, but Israel lost the scepter. They could never rule again until May of 1948, where Israel became a nation again. Now, that's getting ahead of ourselves, right, because that's chapters 36 and 37. So, But we are here at the last of the historical chapters that occurred during Ezekiel's time about 2,600 years ago. Oh, Nathan, well, that's a great recap. And, and I think uh, uh, individuals that maybe were not familiar get a glimpse of where we're going to be headed in the future. As we look at chapter 35, we, we're going to be talking about here really uh, a family feud, if you will, the situations between uh, the Jewish people and their brothers. Uh, and as we look at chapter 35, it's a fascinating chapter, but it reminds me as we dive into this chapter that we have titled Ancient Hatred. What the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 20, uh, verse 20, reading from the uh, ESV version, it says, If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, who he has seen, cannot love God, whom him has not seen. So with that, Nate, would you be able to open us up by reading uh, chapter 35, verses 1 through 6, in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Yes. All right. Verse 1. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, Ezekiel, saying, Son of man, set your face against Mount Seir and prophesy against it and say to it, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O Mount Seir, I am against you. I will stretch out my hand against you and make you most desolate. I shall lay your cities waste and you shall be desolate. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Because you have had an ancient hatred and have shed the blood of the children of Israel by the power of the sword at the time of their calamity, when their iniquity came to an end, therefore, as I live, says the Lord God, I will prepare you for blood and blood shall pursue you since you have not hated blood. Therefore, blood shall pursue you. Whoa, Nathan, this sounds like a serious situation between between these families here. Yeah, and it's a really it's a weird. It's so strange because, OK, earlier as we've been going through Ezekiel, Ezekiel. God, through Ezekiel, has already addressed the enemies of Israel. He says, okay, Jerusalem, you guys are, are, have just gotten so evil. I mean, you're sacrificing your children and the altars. You know, you're, you're stealing each other's wives. You're, you're treating the, the poor people terribly and stealing from them. You're treating the foreigner bad. And because of this, because you've gotten so evil and corrupt, you're so idolatrous, that I'm going to send you in exile. But bear in mind, the enemy nations around you will face God's judgment as well. And one of them is Edom. Now, we read, I believe it's in chapter 25, that 
God had presented that, you know, he's fair here. He's not just going to punish Israel for their sins. He's going to punish the nations that made Israel evil over the years. And one of them was Edom. Now, folks, you probably remember that back in the, the patriarchs of Israel, there was Abraham and Abraham had his son, Isaac, and Isaac had his son, Jacob, and Jacob had the 12 tribes, which made up Israel. But Jacob had a brother and his name was Esau. Esau didn't get the birthright. But he did go off and he started up his own nation, so to speak. And Esau's descendants were called the Edomites. And they went up and they lived in the Mount Seir region, which is what would be southern Jordan today, around the Dead Sea area. And so uh, even though it's interesting, Vic, because we read that both Jacob and Esau kind of buried the hatchet after many years. There seemed to be forgiveness among them, but Esau's descendants hated Israel. I mean, absolutely hated Israel. And so God's calling judgment on them because they're supposed to be like cousins to the Jewish people, and yet they continually persecuted them. And we read in historically, when Nebuchadnezzar was attacking Jerusalem, the Edomites stayed in their mountains and they laughed at it. They rejoiced and celebrated it, that Jerusalem was being taken. And when the Jewish people tried to escape Jerusalem, the Edomites came, blocked them off, and killed many of them. So these are supposed to be family members, but they treat them like enemies. And God can't stand that. And so God is going to deal with them. Nathan, and that's a very good point. And we notice here uh, the, the thing that stands out is the word ancient hatred. And there's a danger to hatred where it starts in the heart, right, Nathan? And people need to recognize that this is very applicable to us today. Some people might say, oh, this story only applies to something that happened uh, thousands of years ago in the Bible. No, I believe even today there's modern day ancient hatred amongst family and people that they're still divided. There's a lack of forgiveness there. So I think, Nathan, that this also is applicable to us today. Yeah, I mean, the Edomites eventually became the Edomians of the Roman era, and then the Roman era pretty much it's it's hard. It depends on the historian I've read over time. Some historians believe the Edomites were wiped out, that eventually uh, they faded, they lost their power. They built that wonderful city of Petra that you see in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, but they were known for to be tremendous stonemasons and, and did wonderful sculptures. And I mean, they, they, they carved the whole city. They're like the uh, dwarves from Lord of the Rings. You know, they, they carved the whole city in the mountainside. But I think it was this was it the Sabbateans who had commissioned them to do the work. And once the the Edomites had done the work, then the Sabbateans murdered them all. And so there really wasn't much left the Edomites. Other historians will tell you that the Edomites eventually became the ancestors of the Palestinians. Now, the Palestinians never were a people group. They were always Syrians and they were part of the Ottoman Empire. Uh, but back in what, the late 70s, uh, Yasser Arafat said, OK, well, everybody living here under Israeli rule who's an Arab, we're going to call ourselves the Palestinians. So there might be some ancient connection to the Edomites. But what do you have with the Palestinians today? The Palestinians teach their children to hate Israel. And if this is the case, when we're, you just said, Vic, an ancient hatred, it might be even more ancient than we think, because the Palestinian hatred of Israel goes back not just to the 70s or not to when Israel was formed in 48, but it might actually go back 2,000 years earlier in Israel's history. Doesn't that just blow your mind? 
And that is what's amazing about tying these names together, these nations together, how applicable this also is to Bible prophecy. We see the hatred that Islam has today uh, towards the Jewish people and the nation of Israel, how they want this nation uh, wiped off the face of the earth. And people sometimes wonder, where is this hatred coming from? Listen, the Bible points here over thousands of years ago in the book of Ezekiel. It's an ancient hatred that they've had uh, towards God's people. And that's why God is going to protect his people and he will come against this nation. Nathan, I'm reminded what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 25, verses 21 through 26, and, and why it is so important for us to be careful uh, uh, with hatred and where it derives from and how it can affect us. Because Matthew 25, verse 21 says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall, you, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. Verse 22, but I say unto you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. Nathan, and, and here it talks about murder, anger, being almost in the same category. And it starts in the heart. And that's what this family feud is, what we're noticing here, this ancient hatred. Yeah, nothing's more bitter than a family feud, right? I mean, for some reason, I mean, we can't all get along with each other. That's just the fallen human condition, but. Man, family feuds are the worst feuds, and and the Arab hatred of the Jewish people goes back even to you know Jacob and Esau's father Isaac. Isaac had a brother named Ishmael through Abraham having uh, another, uh, I guess Hagar wasn't really his wife, but a concubine. And so the Arab world, the Ishmaelites, descended from Ishmael, and the Arab world hates the Jewish people. So really, all this conflict in the Middle East that's caused so much trouble for thousands of years it's a one giant family feud nathan and it reminds me it, it, hatred actually that the root of bitterness that root of hatred carries even further back all the way into the book of genesis i'm sure you remember the story of cain and abel in genesis chapter 4 and, and it's interesting because uh there's a few things that stand out in Genesis uh, 4, because it says, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again a uh, second time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a, a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering to the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the first of his flocks and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel's offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry. And there we go. And his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance falling? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin, sin lies at the door. And his desire is for you. But you shall rule over it. Verse 8. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. And Nathan, this is an amazing passage because as we look at Ezekiel chapter 35, there, as you read for us, those amazing passages, verse 6 says, therefore, as I live, says the Lord, God, I will prepare 
you for blood and blood shall pursue you since you have hated blood. Therefore, blood shall pursue you. And isn't that, Nathan, what this all leads to hatred and bloodshed? Yeah, I mean, one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt not murder. That's what hatred and hatred is, is always comes, it seems, from jealousy. You know, each of these, I mean, we see here that Cain was jealous of Abel and Esau was jealous of Jacob and just this endless jealousy and, and oh, what a mess. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, if we want to get to the good prophetic stuff next week, I guess we better barrel through the rest of this pretty quickly. Yeah, Nathan, I'll pick it up in verse 7 there through verse uh, 10 in case someone doesn't have a Bible. And uh, maybe you could do, Nathan, verses 11 through 14. That would be fantastic. All right. And you just want to leave 15 or you want me to do 15 as well? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 15 as well. Yes. Okay. Just checking. Beginning on verse 7, again, in in, in uh, Ezekiel 35, Thus I will make Mount Seir most desolate, and cut off from it one who leaves the one who returns, and I will fill its mountains with the slain, and your hills, and your valleys, and your and your and your ravines. Those who are slain by the sword shall fall. I will make you perpetually desolate, and your city shall be uninhabited, then you shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 10, because you have said... To, uh, these two nations and these two countries shall be mine and will possess them, although the Lord was there. Therefore, as I live, says the Lord God, I will do according to your anger and according to the envy which you showed in your hatred against them. And you and I will make myself known among them when I judge you. Verse 12, then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have heard all your blasphemies, which you have spoken against the mountains of Israel, says, uh, saying they are desolate. They are given to us to consume. Verse 13. Thus with your mouth you have boasted against me and multiplied words against me, and I have heard them. Thus says the Lord God, the whole earth will rejoice when I make you desolate. As you rejoice because the inheritance of the house of Israel is desolate, so I will do to you, and you shall be desolate, O Mount Seir as well as all of Edom, all of it, then they shall know that I am the Lord. You know, Nathan, uh, the thing that stands out as uh, uh, the, to me there is, is, is a mockery in a sense. As you said earlier, they mocked the fact and they laughed at the fact and they rejoiced at the fact that God's people at one point were suffering. And, and that's really the danger there as we talk about, you know, anger and hatred. Yeah, it's interesting, too, that the Edomites, the way that God speaks here is he's like, OK, we know that Edomites treated the Israelites terribly and they even rejoiced in their destruction where God, who was God, was behind it and their chastisement. And they also willingly participated with the Babylonians in trying to eradicate the Jewish people. And yet God took their actions as an attack upon himself, because we know that God made a covenant with the Jewish people. And even though the Jewish people failed the covenant, God was faithful to the covenant. Any attack on the covenant was an attack. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. Attack on him. And he takes that very seriously. So when you read in Matthew there about our hatred towards our brother, well, the Lord takes our hatred of our fellow Christians the same way because we are under a new covenant. He, The Lord died 
on the cross for our sins so that we might be saved. And when we're saved, then we are in a covenant relationship with the Lord. So we got to be really careful. I mean, yeah, our Christian brothers and sisters can be really annoying sometimes. We all got to admit, you know, we're all fallen. That won't change until we get our glorified bodies. But hatred of our fellow Christians, wow, you're not you're, you're not incurring their wrath alone. You will incur God's wrath as well. Nathan, well said. You know, there's two passages that stand out, Matthew 6, 15 and Matthew 5, 44. Matthew 5, 44 says, but I say unto you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 6, 15 says, but if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. And that's very applicable for us today. Maybe people have, again, ancient hatred towards a, a family member or someone they have not forgiven. In a sense, they're still living in a prison, a prison of bitterness. And the Lord wants you to be freed from hatred, free from that. And one of the ways is uh, through forgiveness. And Nathan, that's how we came to a relationship with God. The Bible says that we were in enmity with God. We were enemies with God. And, and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And, and that is the wonderful relationship of reconciliation that God today, right, Nathan, still wants people to come to him. And he wants to break down those barriers of hatred. Absolutely. And, you know, what we're seeing today, especially in this whole justice movement, is it's not about justice. It's about revenge. It's about hatred. It's about jealousy. Envy that we see here, envy of the successes of other people. And that only will end up producing destruction. That never produces positive results. And so we got to learn as a society to do what you just read. We need to learn to forgive. Until we forgive and forget, society won't heal. All our social problems won't go away. They'll only get worse. The only way to fix the evils of this world is by following the word of God and doing good. I love that, Nathan. And one of the ways that you can, again, uh, uh, enter into this love relationship with God is through a personal relationship with him. Maybe you at this moment, someone, maybe we're speaking to someone right now who has some hatred towards someone and it's been years since you've forgiven them. Maybe it's a brother or a sister or a parent or someone who did you wrong and you find yourself in a jail and a root of bitterness creeping into your heart and you just feel like you can't do this anymore. Well, God has a way out and it starts with a relationship with his son, Jesus. When you come to the Lord, he will give you the power and the strength to be able to forgive and for you to be freed of those vices, if you will. And Nathan, maybe there is someone out there whose heart is towards the things of the Lord. Maybe they recognize that they are the ones who maybe are struggling with this hatred. Would you be able to share with them how maybe they can enter into a relationship with the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to then empower them uh, to live free? Well, we must remember, as uh, Romans 3.23 says, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We all have rebelled against God. We're at enmity with God. Like you said, Vic, uh, we're, God is our enemy. And as long as God is our enemy, as John 3.36 says, the wrath of God remains on us. We are sentenced to hell. We're just waiting for it to go. And the Lord doesn't want that. He created us. He loves us. He wants a right relationship with us. But that can't happen as long as sin stands between us. So that's when we turn to the Lord. We realize how fallen we are and we repent of our sins. And we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior. When If, if you have reached that, if you don't know Jesus yet as your Savior, and you feel this movement 
towards repenting. That's the Holy Spirit. That's God's Spirit working in you. He's calling you. He's saying, I'd love you. I want you to come back to me. Repent of your sins and get that right relationship with me. And you can do that by praying from your heart, something like, Lord Jesus, I am so sorry that I sinned against you. I have been in rebellion. Please forgive me. I have trust you. I put my faith in you. I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. And the Bible promises that your sins will be forgiven. The guilt that you carry will be washed away and you will inherit eternal life with Jesus Christ. And we want to say hallelujah. Maybe you just open your heart to the Lord and you really uh, uh, did it from the bottom of your heart. I would love for you to reach out to us. Nathan and I would love to rejoice hearing from you that you came to Jesus. And we would love to pray for you, give you a Bible and a study guide so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. You can reach us here at the ministry or you can call or text us at 305-992-9537. Also want to encourage you, find a church that teaches the word of God. Get plugged in, get baptized and grow there. And uh, again, that's a wonderful uh, way to grow in your relationship with the Lord. So we rejoice for you being able uh, to uh, start that journey with the Lord. So Nathan, exciting times through the book of Ezekiel. And as we're venturing in, next time we'll be going into the following chapters of 36 and 37, what some people have been waiting for, right, Nate? Yeah, we'll get into the good stuff, the prophecy. So stay with us, folks. And again, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, we thank you for being part of our program. The truth will set you free on this message that we title Ancient Hatred. So keep your eyes on the Lord. He's coming back soon. He loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Have a great day.